It wasn't around during the Civil War, but the war between the states played a small part in how it came to be constructed. It's the Lookout Mountain Incline Railway. That's next on this edition of Chattanooga Sidetracks from Classic Country Q97399.3. Chattanooga Sidetracks with Dale Mitchell. Looking at the places, people, and things that make the Chattanooga area so unique and special. Stick around as we get ready to travel another Chattanooga Sidetrack with Classic Country Q97.3.99.3. The Incline Railway has been well known around the southeast for well over 100 years as one of the must-see tourist attractions in the scenic city. Some have mistakenly believed that the Incline Railway was built as a primary way to get to the top of Lookout Mountain before higher volume roads to the top were available. But in reality, the Incline did not precede the first major road to the top of Lookout Mountain, and both the road and the Incline were driven by tourism. Lookout Mountain was already a popular tourist destination before the Civil War. It was estimated that over 75,000 tourists a year were visiting the mountain in the years before the war broke out. In 1857, a toll road called Whiteside Pike was built going up the mountain that further facilitated tourism on the mountain. When the Civil War broke out, the tourism trade was interrupted and didn't return to previous levels until almost 20 years later. And now, the battles that had taken place on Lookout added to the fascination of tourists. Competition for that tourism business was the driving force behind the construction of the Incline Railway. But the Incline Railway we know today was not the first iteration of the Incline that went up the side of Lookout Mountain. The first Incline Railway going up the mountain opened in 1887. It ran from 38th Street in St. Elmo to just below the point at the top. The massive Lookout Inn Hotel opened in 1889 and was directly across from the incline at the top of the mountain. The second incline, the one still operating today, was built by John T. Crass, who had formed the Lookout Mountain Incline Railway Company. The second incline took a shorter route from St. Elmo up the steepest part of the mountain. It opened on November 16, 1895 and was an immediate success. Because of that success, the first incline went out of business and closed in 1899. The incline used a cable system to pull the cars along the track, with each car balancing the other as one ascended and the other descended the mountain. The system was originally powered by coal-fired steam boilers. The line was 1,972 feet long, rising up 1,450 feet, and used a single track with a short two-track passing loop about halfway along the route that allows two cars to be in use at the same time. The grade ranges up to 72.7% at the top. It is the same configuration still in use today. The first cars that were used were basically standard railroad boxcars with seats. A little over a year after opening, a fire in the boiler room of the upper station engulfed the building and spread to the car at the top that was parked there for the night. The intense heat melted the cables that held the car and it went careening down the tracks on fire at high speed. The car jumped the tracks about a quarter of the way down and was totally destroyed. The incline would be rebuilt with new cars, custom designed for their purpose, and it reopened in March of 1897, a little less than three months following the fire. The new cars operated until 1911, 
By that time, electricity had become widely available, and it was determined that the equipment powering the incline needed to be updated, and the steam boiler-powered system needed replacement. Two new 100-horsepower motors were placed into operation, and two new and more modern-designed incline cars were put into service. The new cars were larger, with more windows, affording better viewing of the majestic views looking down the mountain. Each car had 32 seats, which were heated, and there was an observation platform at the rear of each car, which could hold several people. The new cars and system went into operation in July of 1911. Eight years later, in March of 1919, incredibly, another devastating fire broke out at the incline's upper station, and like the first fire, it spread to the car that was parked there for the night. In the same way as the first fire, the cables holding the car broke loose, and the burning car went zooming down the tracks unsecure. When it reached the overhead bridge about halfway down, the car jumped the tracks and crashed, and was totally destroyed. This time, the undamaged car stayed in service, and a new car was built to replace the one that had been destroyed. After the car was readied and the upper station rebuilt, the incline resumed service in January of 1920. These cars continued in service until 1949, when the line and the cars were modernized and updated. The new cars went into service in 1950 and ran until 1987, when again it was time for new and improved cars for the incline. These cars served until the end of 2019, when the incline closed once more for improvements, including two new rail cars. Those cars went into service in March of 2020. Among the improvements on these latest cars are more window space, heating, new lighting, wheelchair accessibility, and onboard security cameras. The cars move up and down the railway with a system powered by two 120 horsepower Westinghouse motors. Among some of the famous names who have ridden the incline over the last 126 years of its operation were President Teddy Roosevelt, who rode in 1905 during his term as president. Actress Elizabeth Taylor took a ride on the incline during the 1950s. The Incline Railway was designated as a National Historic Site by the U.S. Department of the Interior in 1974 and was named a National Historic Engineering Landmark by the American Society of Mechanical Engineers in 1991. The Incline Railway, 126 years old and still going strong, and like a fine wine, always getting better with age. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Chattanooga Sidetracks. Be sure to subscribe to Chattanooga Sidetracks on your favorite podcast player or service. And make sure to join us again soon when we take another trip down Chattanooga Sidetracks, a production of Classic Country, Q97.3, 99.3.